Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Bottomed Out. I do want to warn you that this message uh, in the beginning might be a little bit troublesome. On our vacation this year, we drove partly through Seattle, Washington, and what appeared to be a semi-tractor trailer had been busted on the interstate. It had young girls rescued from the incident. Young girls being held against their will. And while the numbers would sicken anyone, even if it was one little girl, that would be enough. But what's troublesome about this and what, what, what would just baffle anyone, what would sicken anyone is... You know, bystanders had spoke out and told of the incident, time-stamped it, the exact location of the bust. I started this message with the same details of everything, and it had been removed. I've searched for the post and the press release, and it's all gone. All the posts and the articles have been sequestered. I urge you that, you know, because we are intelligent human beings. We are very intuitive. When we see something that's not right, we should speak out. When we see something, it just doesn't fit into place. Or I got a funny feeling about this. Don't hesitate to call. There are hotline numbers. There are many people's lives that are rescued. It doesn't always pan out to be the, the, the save the ticket call. Not everything goes the, you know, the best way. Not everything works out the way that we would hope it to. But at least the pursuit of justice. So if, if you see something that's not right, if, if you know, just be vigilant and watchful. And, and I'm not telling you anything that you probably don't already do. But if you don't, I urge you to, to step out in faith. Knowing that you're not alone, that God is with you. Give you the wisdom and the discernment to make good decisions 100% of the time. To make that judgment call and call. If you see something that's not right, call. Let the authorities deal with it. If this is all a red tape thing and it has to go to court and it's because there's businesses involved, which are the contributors to these things normally. Uh, so, and and I, would, I would urge us all to educate ourselves more on human trafficking and all, all levels of human trafficking, forced labor, all the different things. And why we would all want to speak out. And I would, I would just love to tell the story of, you know, and we'd all like to say, well, if it was this, then, then this. And, and we can't say those kind of things anymore. We, we can't speak our own mind. We, we had the freedom of speech, but there, there, are, there are levels to that that are being chipped away and taken from us every single day. And why we're not here to, to get political or anything like that. I just think that we should all come together to be more vigilant and watchful. 
And I think we should also all come together to understand that that there are many things like this happening in the world. And and our hearts should go out. You, you know, you know God tells us to mourn with those who mourn. And it doesn't just have to be human trafficking. There there are things going on in the world where people bad things are happening to good people. Bad things are happening to bad people. And on every level of this, we should know that God tells us to mourn with those who mourn. I do so believe that God's heart goes out to his children. Those girls, all the girls, all the little boys, all the all the people who are being forced into labor, all the ones who are being tricked into all these different things, tricked into different lifestyles, homeless because you're a certain way, believe you're a certain way, been kicked out of the house and now you're into this kind of a thing. I believe that God wants us to to mourn for these people. His children, when they are hurting, God wants us to mourn. These young girls are all over the world being used and abused. Young girls and young boys. Men, women, and children. 2 Corinthians 5-7 tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. When it feels like the whole bottom drops out, it's hard not to look at, at circumstances and think, Lord, I don't, see, I don't see how the world can possibly work in this particular search. I'm sorry, I don't think how, 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 how can your word, your word, possibly work in this particular situation? In, in these types of particular situations, Lord, I don't, I don't see how, how, how the word can possibly work in it. I, I just don't. Situations like like sickness, depression, you know, financial battles, addiction, addictions and, and broken relationships. You know, they can they can seem like they can they can just seemingly knock the breath out of us. You know, many times I've prayed when I've looked at these kind of things and human trafficking and, and people suffering and abuse and, and all this stuff, even sickness and depression and financial battles and addictions these and broken relationships, man, they really can be tough. And many times I've prayed and prayed with people, Lord, you know, and then and, and this time I'm praying, it's like, Lord, what is your answer? What is your answer when it seems like the whole world turns black? The whole world turns black around a person and they, and they don't, they, 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 Lord, and, and, and we as people, we don't know which way to turn. I don't know which way to turn. I don't think that many of us would be expecting an answer and I don't think I was expecting an answer. But man, one day I was praying and, and most very clearly from my spirit, I heard, I have given you an example in my word. And that example, that example is an answer no matter what the problem might be, no matter how hopeless it might appear. The word came, Jarius. Jairus.
Jairus came to me as the answer and the answer and the same answer Jesus gave to Jairus 2,000 years ago, it still works today. Jairus, a synagogue official was, was under, you know, he was under a lot of pressure. Listen to this. He came and fell at the feet of Jesus, crying out for help for his dying daughter. He watched his daughter get steadily worse. But he risked his, his reputation to come, come to the man who, who people were describing as the, the miracle worker. Everyone who had went to him was healed. Everyone who had went to him was healed even though he was, it was controversial with the synagogue officials. Jesus hearing Jairus, you know, desperate, his desperate pleas, agreed to come home with him. The crowd had followed. Imagine Jesus coming to his home. Imagine Jesus coming to his home to heal his daughter. But something unusual happened that stopped Jesus from moving. Why was he delayed at such a crucial time? Why? Jairus must have thought that his daughter's situation was, was of the, the, the utmost importance. Jesus looked around and asked, who had touched him? Wow. He never uh, complained about the people, you know, touching him before. The woman who had touched the hem of his garment was immediately healed. But before, the, 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 but before they could uh, proceed even, the word came to Jairus that his daughter had died. Man, that's not a good word. Jesus had overheard and said, do not be afraid any longer. Only believe. Do not be afraid any longer. Only believe. The answer that Jesus gave to Jairus is the, exactly the same answer that he is giving us today. The answer that Jesus gave Jairus is exactly the same answer he is giving us today. Don't be afraid any longer. Only believe. You know, many times in the last hour, you know, that we could, uh, you know, just think about that. Many times in the last hour that we can, we can lose the victory. In that last hour, we can lose the victory. It's, it's many times in that last hour that we can lose the victory. We stood fast and we believed. And then in the late hour, we're ready to give up. By sight, it's the final straw. And it looks as though there is no possible way out. I want you to keep in mind, it, it was after the situation looked hopeless that Jesus said, don't be afraid, keep believing. Let me say that again, that, that I would like us to keep in mind that after the situation looked hopeless, that Jesus said, don't be afraid, keep believing. 
Do you? Do you have an area where you need to, to only believe? Do you have an area where you, where you only need to believe? One of the hardest things that, that we can do sometimes is believe. Jesus delayed going to Jerry's home. He delayed going to his home. He delayed going to his home as he inquired who had touched him. This delay probably made Jerry's uncomfortable, concerned, and even more worried. But Jesus wanted to give Jerry's hope. Think if Jerry's had become angry because the woman had stopped Jesus. But that's not in there. That's not what the word says. Was he so consumed with fears that he couldn't pay attention to the miracle that was happening in front of him? Hmm. What if he had felt rejection or self-pity? Wow. Or, or what if he said, I don't have that, that kind of faith that the woman had. Crawling around on the ground. If I could just but touch. If I could just but touch. What kind of person crawls around on the ground? Who has the faith to do that? It's thinking if I could just but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Anytime we come to the place where we think that the enemy has won, we have turned over the trophy. We have turned over the trophy that had been in our possession the whole time. Jesus' instructions were very simple. It summed up, it, it summed up in two steps, two steps. Number one, to deal with the negative because you're going to have those negatives coming. Stop the fear. Don't be afraid. Number two, stick with the positive and hang on to your faith. Keep believing. Don't lay it down. There will be so many things that will try to divert our attention to God. Our attention and God wants us to stay focused. The closer we get to Jesus, the better it's going to be. Those unexpected encounters that we call, uh, you know, interruptions can often be God giving us exactly what we need. Is there an area where you've allowed distance in your relationship with God as you've uh, mistook a, a delay, a rejection, or became angry with the things that are not in your control? What's, what's the answer? What's the answer? Run to Jesus. Repent for allowing disappointment or discouragement in and trust God as if he were standing beside you in the flesh. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 18, and I'm reading now the Amplified Edition says, has brought us to so much comfort because uh, when, uh, says has brought so much comfort to people when they realize that uh, this is being said about Jesus after he's gone to be with the Father. So if we can read that now, let's read it now. 
For because he himself in his humanity has suffered and being tempted, tested and, and tried, he is able immediately to run to the cry of the assist, you know, to assist and relieve those who are being tempted and tested. Those who are being tempted and tested and tried and who therefore, therefore are being exposed, you know, to suffering. Whatever it is that we might be going through, whatever temptation, whatever test, whatever trial, whatever the situation may be, even when it looks like all hope is gone, this is the scriptures in Hebrews that reminds us that he will immediately run to the cry of anyone who calls out to him to give the aid to give the aid of, of, of that's what's needed, to assist and encourage us. What we decide to do in the darkest hour of any situation is going to determine the outcome. Whether we realize it or not, many times, many times history is being made. Many times history is being made at the moment based on the choices or the choice that we make. We can choose life or death, blessing or cursing. It's God's power that brings it about. But it's our faith, it's our faith many times that releases the power. And so often we think you know, I, I just can't, I just can't work up enough faith. I, I don't feel anything. It's, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's not something that we, we work up. It's, it, it's not a feeling. There have been times, there have been times when I feel nothing on the inside. But I know that if we take God's word and we act on it, choose to believe, choose to believe it, refuse to give up, it changes things. It changes things and brings the miracle. The miracle that we need. God's word. God's word works. We can remove mountains in the spiritual realm by our obedience. Our believing God and putting down all the fears. In every situation, God is saying, don't go by sight. Don't be afraid. Don't quit believing. God is saying to us, don't go by sight. Don't be afraid. And don't quit believing. I hope this message, you know, helped you personally. I hope it ministered to you. Or maybe gave you some information to tuck away. You know, to be able to go through those hard times, to be able to maybe help encourage others, to, to help others who need that encouragement, to always keep your faith and put down the fear, no matter what you face. Whenever the road seems dead end, don't give in and give up. Look, there will be people that, that won't have the long faith 
even the, the long faith that you need, the, the encouragement that you need, there will be people that, that won't be standing beside you throughout this journey of, of being a follower of Jesus, living a faith-filled life. There will be people that, that won't have the faith long enough to stand with you through this journey. We must continue the fight, continue the race, and keep pressing on. Even the apostles fell asleep on Jesus. Don't quit your pursuit of God's purpose and His promise in your life and the lives around you. Don't quit. Be vigilant and watchful. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going to break it down one more time. I, I know that we've... Uh, had these uh, kind of breakdown before. And I know that you've heard this before, but just let me say this. Let this bless you. Let this come to your heart. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear. God didn't give us the fear. There's nothing to fear. God didn't give us that, so it's not for us to be fearing. But power, the same power that part that that spoke the word, the world into creation, the same power that heals, the same power that 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 parted the Red Sea, the same power that turned water into wine, the same power that that did everything. Beautiful trees, beautiful things, the birds and the bees and all these wonderful things. That wonderful cup of coffee. The power to bring life to death. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Behold, you would do even greater things than these, Jesus said. 2 Timothy 1, 7, 4. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And most importantly, what good is any of this without love? You have, we have the most important things, power. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love. How wonderful that truly is. God is love and he gave us himself he gave his only begotten son, defeated death by death on the cross for us because we matter and you're worth it. Love. To truly love someone. To truly love someone, not, not recklessly, but with a sound mind. To have power, you know, and not to use it recklessly, but with a sound mind. To not be fearing, but to not, not, not recklessly. If, if you see something like, oh, I'm going to step on this poisonous snake because I, I'm just going to recklessly not fear this, you know, or I could just walk out in traffic. A sound mind. I'm going to wear my heart on the sleeve. I'm just going to love and, and here it is. No, with a sound mind. With a sound mind. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God.
please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we come into your presence. Father God, broken vessels, wounded by life, Lord. Wounded by the things we see, hear, read about, exposed to in, in so many different ways the abuse that many of us may even went through, Father God. We ask you to come and deliver us and deliver us from ourselves, deliver us from addictions, from self-abuse, from abusing others, deliver us from, from having uh, the lack of faith, Father God. Deliver us from trying to live under your law and not under your grace. And forgive us for those things. Forgive us, Father God, for, for being mean to each other. Forgive us for rushing you and rushing your messages and, and just patting our feet and looking at the clock when we should be experiencing you and giving our time to you and sacrificing. Forgive us for rushing the clock, Lord. Tapping the pen and just, when is class over, Lord? Forgive us for rushing life and missing out on things. Forgive us, Lord, for making decisions sometimes that were the wrong decision and we knew it. Forgive us. Deliver us from ourselves, our flesh. Deliver us from the, the, the negative mindsets that we're in. For overspending, for, for underspending when we should have overspent for not giving enough, for not giving enough of ourselves, for not being who you say us to be and choosing by in our own pride of who we wanted to be. Deliver us from our worst enemy, ourself. And deliver us from the evil one, Father God. We pray for our enemies and those who oppose us that you would bless them set them free and bring salvation to the world. Lord, let your word prosper in our lives. We pray for those uh, victims of human trafficking, Father God, that, that, that Lord, the true story could come out, that, that, that whatever it is, that your will can be done, Father God. If people need to be exposed, if, if whatever needs to happen, Lord, that needs to happen, let your will be done. Lord, if we could just but touch, if we could just but touch the hem of your garment in our beliefs today, the hem of your garment through your word, Lord, and stand on that. That good is good enough, Lord. We pray for healing and breakthrough and true deliverance. Provision. Unlock the, the purpose that you have in us and show us, Lord. Let us, let us have clear instructions of where we are to go, or what we are to do next so, so that we are walking in who you say we are. In Jesus' mighty name, Father God. If there's anything that's left out, we pray that the Holy Spirit would come, Father God, and intercede for us where we may have missed out on someone who needed prayer that's listening. Father God, that he would come and intercede for those people who need that touch, Lord. Brother Jake out there and... and, and 
Father God, these people that are suffering, whoever it may be. Jesse. Mark and Margaret. Beth, Father God, and Sarah. Destiny, Lord, and whoever's listening, Lord. That you call them by name, Lord. Lord, I don't know them, but you do. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Intercede for us. If there's any theological error in this message, we pray that you make it straight. If there's any chemical imbalances in our mind, Father God, we ask that you put a hedge of protection, deliver us and put a hedge of protection around our minds, our lives, and our next step of stepping into the purpose of who you say we are. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus mighty name Father God we ask you to give us everything that you have in store for us don't leave anything out according to whatever you see that's right according to your perfect will and your grace and your compassion and your true giving heart in Jesus mighty name in nomine Padre, a fili, a Spirito Santos, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. May you walk into this dark world, carrying the light of the gospel forevermore.